0: We have something to praise God about today. We are his children. He says, beloved, what love the father has bestowed upon us that he would call us, call us sons of God. Amen. You are a child of God. And because of that, you are free and who the son sets free is free indeed. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, give him a shout of praise right there in your bed, in your bedroom, in your living room, in your car, wherever you might be. I'm telling you, God is faithful. God is faithful and I'm telling you every, every knee must bow and every, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord over your life today. He's Lord over the fear you might be experiencing. He is Lord over the fear and the confusion that may be going in your mind. He is Lord over your job situation right now. He is Lord over your physical body. He is Lord. He is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that you split the sea so we could walk right through it. Right now, it may look like there's red seas in front of you. Right now, you might know not know what, what direction to turn what, this way or that, but I'm encouraged by Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4 tells us to look right on with fixed purpose. Not moving to the left hand or the right, but look on with fixed purpose. What do we look at? We look to him, the author of the finish of our faith. What do we look to? We look to the word. What do we look to? We look to the the spirit of God and the Holy Spirit down on the inside of us. That's going to direct us through any storm. The one that shows us things to come. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is Lord. So just lift your hands, close your eyes where, where you are. And allow the spirit of God to minister to your heart right now. Hallelujah. Father, I declare that your grace and peace surrounds every single person watching right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Peter, it says that grace and peace be multiplied unto us according to our knowledge of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So that means as we grow in our knowledge of God and in Jesus Christ, it it says that our grace and peace would be multiplied. So Father, as we get into the word today, I thank you that grace and peace will be multiplied. As we get into the word, we're gaining knowledge of who you are. We're gaining knowledge of your promises. We're gaining knowledge of your covenant. We're we're gaining knowledge of of your purpose, of your strength in the midst of, of the times that we're living in. And as we hear of your knowledge of Jesus Christ and as our heavenly father, it said that we would increase in grace and peace. So father, I thank you for grace and peace. Continue to build in every single one of our hearts today. As we get into the word, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're with your family right now, give each one of them a hug. (laughs) Hallelujah. So glad that you're with us today. And I believe that God has something specific for you. Amen. Now, before we transition, I want us to pray over our nation, pray over our president. Thank you, Father. Pray over the Savelles. Father, we lift up our nation to you. And we declare that Jesus is Lord over the United States of America. And we declare that he is Lord over the coronavirus. We declare the blood of Jesus over our families, over this community, and over this nation. We declare in the name of Jesus that every aspect of coronavirus, you die now in the name of Jesus. We declare that your lifespan ends today. And we join ourselves in agreement with the words that have been spoken, that as quickly as it has come, It has to go in the name of Jesus. We declare peace and prosperity to this nation. We declare even in the midst of what's happening now, we declare that this is a year of supernatural increase over our lives and over this nation. We speak peace and wisdom over every leader and ruler in government. We speak peace over our present to you president today. We speak peace over him and we declare father that right now you're giving him wisdom and insight and all that must be accomplished for the good of this nation. Those that have the coronavirus right, coronavirus right now, we speak healing to their bodies. We speak strength to their bodies. We speak strength to immune systems. We declare that immune systems are strong. Thank you for the life of God flowing, 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 and ministering peace and strength to people throughout our nation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And give our leadership wisdom and insight for steps that we need to take to cause this, this union, this republic, to be strong and prosperous. And Father, we lift up Dr. Savell and Miss Carolyn to you. And Father, we declare that they are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We declare that they are blessed coming in and they're blessed going out. We declare that the healing power of God is flowing through them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Father, we thank you that they have wisdom for all things and in all things. Father, I thank you that they follow the voice of the good shepherd. Thank you that you give them wisdom in this season, in this time, not just for the ministry, but but Father, for wisdom and insight on what they are to release to the body of Christ as a whole. What they're to release, hallelujah, to the world. Thank you, Father. Thank you for surrounding them and strengthening them in every way. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And Father, I lift up every person that's watching right now and a part of the Herod Faith family, we declare that they're prosperous. Thank you, Father. No matter what their finances might look like right now, we declare that 2020 is a year of supernatural increase over their lives. We speak healing to their bodies, peace to their minds, and we thank you, Father. Give him a shout of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. God is good. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You know, just because things are happening in the world around us doesn't mean these things took God by surprise. And I want us to stir ourselves up in laying hold of the prophetic word. You know, the prophetic word is this, 2020. God is opening a new door and bringing about supernatural increase like never before. Now more than ever, that word, we need to solidify in our hearts. That 2020, God is opening a new door. Say that, God is opening a new door and bringing about supernatural increase like never before. Don't let the enemy steal the word out of the your heart. Let's not allow the enemy to steal our steal that word out of our hearts. See, we are a heritage of faith. See, we're all about making winners in life. Why do we exist? There's hurting people outside these walls. Love them for him. I'm telling you, there's hurting people outside of our walls. We're going to love them for him. But you know, when Jesus was facing a, a situation and he realized there were people that were hurting, I believe we see it in Mark chapter six. And there were people that were herding and, and they were like sheep without a shepherd and, 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 they, they, they needed food. There was things going on and, and what they were facing. But what is the first thing that he did? It said, he taught them. I'm telling you, the word is the answer for our word to the world today. The word is the answer to what's going on in your life today. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We are heritage of faith. We are heritage of faith. You know, and for this ministry being around 51 years, I'm so glad that I'm a part of a heritage, a legacy of faith that stands on the word, that speaks the word, that believes the word. First John chapter Five Verse one says, whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Then in verse four says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. I want you to know that, that, that the faith on the inside of you is world overcoming. Hallelujah. That no matter what you're facing right now, you have world overcoming faith on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! The just shall live by faith. That's what Romans chapter one says. The just shall live by faith. Galatians 3, 11, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10 says the just shall live by faith. And it said, if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But I don't know about you, but I'm not drawing back. I'm not giving up and I'm not let go of my faith. Amen. Because the word says in Hebrews it says that we lay hold. We 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 hold to our confidence. Why? Because it has a great recompense of reward. Amen. I am not going to let go of my faith. Why? Because I will see the end of my faith. Hebrews 11:6 says without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, amen? Diligently seek, he's a rewarder. I think about this, what does reward represent? Reward represents manifestation. If you've received a reward, you've received manifestation. Hallelujah. See, that's something to get excited about, that that on the other side of my faith is manifestation. And I want you to know that whatever you're facing right now, on the other side of your faith is manifestation. Hallelujah. That whatever you're facing right now, as you hold to the word, as you hold to the prophetic word, I'm telling you, your situation and your circumstance has to change. Your circumstance and your situation has to line up with the word of God. It has to come in line with the promises of God. It has to come in line with the covenant that God has made with you and with his people. Amen. Hallelujah. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Shake yourself this morning and just tell you, I walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah! Just, just shake yourself. I walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, the, the world, the enemy, the news, reports will try to shake you. I'm telling you, as the body of Christ, we have to remain strong and immovable in days of adversity. Having done all to stand, stand there for What? With your loins, girt about with truth. What does that mean? As I'm standing, I'm not just standing, but I'm standing with the word, with the word. I'm holding tight to the word, amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Well, I'm excited about the word today. I'm excited about the, are you excited about the word today? Are you expecting the, are you expecting the word, amen? Hallelujah. He meets us at the point of our expectation. Right. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. If you have your Bible, let's turn to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. <clears throat> and I'm going to continue on what I dealt with last. <clears throat> continue on what I dealt with last week. And last week we talked about how, how God is a refuge. And it's in him we find peace. Say that God is my refuge. And it's in him I find peace. Now, what we saw here last week in Luke chapter 21, verse 26, it says men's hearts are failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Men's hearts are failing them for fear. Now, this is Jesus talking to us about the last days, right? And he's saying men's hearts will fail because of fear. And he also says because of and for looking after those things that are coming on the earth. It's interesting that he doesn't say hearts are failing because of what's coming on the earth. <clears throat> he said hearts are failing because they're looking At what's coming on the earth. I want to challenge you and ask yourself, what are you looking at the most? What are you meditating on the most? What are you talking about the most? See, because what they're looking on was going to cause their hearts to fail their hearts to become unstable. It would be what was going to cause them to stagger in life. But in a couple of verses later, Jesus is telling the disciples, and it says, when you see these things begin to come to pass, he says, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth near meaning, meaning you're going to have two, two aspects of things. You're either going to look at the things on the earth, but what does Jesus encourage them? Look up because your redemption draws near. See, we're not to be placing all of our focus on what's happening in our world around us, but we're to look up and look at our redemption. That's drawing near. We need to get our eyes on the right things. We need to be seeking after the right things. Amen. Another verse we looked at last week was in Colossians chapter three, Colossians chapter three, just doing a brief review here. Thank you, father. Colossians three verse one in the amplified says, if then you be raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead aim at and seek those things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Then verse two says, and set your minds and keep them set on what is above and not on things on the earth. Let me read that again. Verse two and set your minds and keep them set. Now think about that. It's not just look at it one time, but then it says, keep it set. Set your minds and keep it set on what is above and not on things on the earth. That's something that we need to take to heart today. That's something that we need to implement in our daily lives that we set our affection. We set our mind. We set our imagination. We set our thought and we keep it set on things above and not on the things on the earth. Let me ask you another question. What are you keeping your set, your mind set on? Is it things on the earth? Or is it the things that are above? Because that has everything to do with your life of faith. Now, I want to make a statement to you. In, in uncertain time, times, keys to success never change. Let me say it again. In uncertain time, times, keys of success never change. Keys. Spiritual laws. Laws. See, it's all of a sudden the word doesn't work just because you're going through a hard time. No, that's when the word is supposed to work. That's when the word, that's why you keep the word going into your heart. When when things aren't going, going, things are going well. So when things aren't going well, the word's coming out of your mouth in those times. So it's the word. so So in uncertain times, keys to success never change. For instance, Matthew chapter six, it tells us, take no thought what you're going to wear. Take no thought what you're going to put on. Take no, no thought for what you're going to eat. Because as he goes, after all these things, do the Gentiles seek after? Meaning the world, people that don't have a covenant, they're, they're worried about this. They're worried about, the, they're worried about n- not having the food, not having a place to live, not having these things. After all these things are the Gentiles looking after. But what does he tell them? But what seek first... The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So the thing is, in uncertain times, keys to success don't change. So what are we to do? We are to set our affection. We're to look up at the right things. We're to set our mind and keep it set on things above and not on the things on the earth. Amen. Let's go to Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11. Now, in Acts chapter 11, this is an interesting time that the church is going through. And at this time, you know, the Stephen had been martyred. At this time, there was great persecution that was going on. And because of the persecution that was going on, They they, they were scattered. They were isolated. They, the, the church went from being in this place of Jerusalem to being scattered throughout the world. And there was great difficulties in the natural. There was great challenges going on in the natural. But what happened was, is that the church at Jerusalem got word of what was going on in this church in Antioch. And this church of Antioch, if we if you read throughout the the chapter eleven, we see that this church of Antioch was where they were first called Christians. And so in the midst of all the persecution, in the midst of the church being scattered, in the midst of maybe a sense of the enemy trying to isolate believers and trying to separate believers, they send Barnabas in to see what was happening in in this church because they were seeing and they were hearing about miracles. They were hearing about signs and wonders and they were hearing about all that must take all that was taking place. So they sent Barnabas to see if all these rumors were really true. But when Barnabas gets there, he sees it and it says he was full of joy. But I want to key on something that Barnabas communicates and how he communicates to the church. And I believe this is something that we need to hold in our lives. In Acts chapter 11, verse 23 in the Amplified, it says, when he, Barnabas, arrived and he saw what grace God was bestowing upon them, it said he was full of joy. And he continuously exhorted, warned, urged, and encouraged them all. Now, to get this, he continuously did this. Now, if you keep reading this, him and Paul ended up staying for a year. This, he continuously did this. This was the primary message that was coming out of his heart. This was the primary thing. He warned them. He encouraged them. He instructed them. He exhorted them all to do what? What? to cleave unto and remain faithful to and devoted to the Lord with resolute and steady purpose of heart. That's, that's, that's the encouragement for us today. See, it doesn't matter what might be happening in our world around us as believers. We have to cleave to remain faithful to devoted to the Lord with resolute, steady purpose of heart. Man, there's all these words in this chapter in the Amplified that in this verse in the Amplified that kind of sound like the same thing. Cleave unto, remain faithful to. The word cleave means to adhere firmly and closely, loyally, unwaveringly. What was he saying? Cleave to, remain faithful to the Lord. Don't waver. Just because there's a lot, of, a lot happening in the world, you, you, what are you to do? Cleve, cleave to remain, un, be unwavering, be unwavering. Then it says, and devoted to the Lord with stead, resolute and steady purpose of heart. The word resolute means unwavering, purposeful and determined. So what is he saying to, what is Barnabas communicating to the church? He's saying, hey, remain faithful to devoted to the Lord with steady purpose of heart. And that's my encouragement to you as a pastor today that don't allow what's going on in the world to shake you. Don't allow the current doctor report in your life to shake you. Don't allow maybe the loss of a job at this point to shake you. Don't allow what might be happening to shake you. But what are we to do? Remain faithful to Devoted to the Lord, but with steady purpose of heart, steady purpose of heart. See, where is faith? Faith is in your heart and in your mouth. Now, faith is not a movement. faith is not a denomination. Faith is not a formula. Faith is a lifestyle. See it's the just shall live by faith. See it's how we live. So when we talk about remaining faithful to and devoted to the Lord it is not just it's 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 about it's about your heart it's about your heart of faith it's is not just acquiring to a denomination or just acquiring to a label of being a christian but it's it's holding to this lifestyle of faith that i'm going to seek first the kingdom of god that god is my source that god is the strength of my heart hope that god is the one i look to god is the one that strengthens me when jesus was talking to the disciples and he was telling them he, he was telling them about faith. And in Mark chapter 11, he said, what have the God kind of faith, have the God kind of faith. He was telling them, have faith in God. You see, it's not having faith in a denomination. It's not about having faith in, in, in a, a movement. It's not about having a, a, an understanding about how many scriptures you memorize or how many scriptures you can quote. No, it's about having faith in a person you see why do we get why do we get easily moved when situations uh, might come against us because we might have had faith or wished in an idea or wished in a in, in what could be but but i'm telling you faith comes down to having faith in a person person is about having faith in god it's about having faith in who he is. It's about having faith in his nature. It's about having faith in his character. See, why do we meditate the word day and night? Because when we get into the word, we get a hold of what's rightfully ours. We get a hold of who he is. We get a hold of his nature. We get a hold of, of, of his promises. We get a hold of what's available to each one of us. But it's about having faith in a person. You know, the apostle Paul Said this, he in 2 in Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, he said this. He goes, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. He said, Why? He said, Because I know in whom I have believed. He says, for this, which cause I also to suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. He's saying right now I might be going through these things, but I'm not ashamed. Meaning I'm not disappointed. I'm I'm not confused. I'm not going to give up. Why? Because I know in whom I have believed. He didn't say I know what I believe. He said, I know in whom I have believed. And then he says, I am persuaded. I am persuaded that he, see, it's a, per, what, It's not what it's he, you need healing your body. Focus on the, he focus on the, he you need strength today. Focus on the, he in Romans chapter four, we hear, we see about the life of Abraham and, and it talked of Abraham and it said, he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. But he was was strengthened in faith as he gave praise and glory to God. And he was persuaded that what God had said, what God had promised, he was also able to perform. See, it's about having faith in a he. It's about having a faith in a person. So the Paul said, I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able. Now, this word persuaded, I, I, wanna, I, want us to get, I, I want us to get a hold of this word persuaded before I transition and, and go into some other scriptures. Now, this word persuaded in the Greek, what this word means persuaded, specifically in Romans 4, when he says persuaded, it means this. It means to be filled with only one thought. Now say that with me persuaded means to be filled with one thought. You see, if I fill this glass of water up, then I can't put anything else in it. Why? Because it's filled. It's filled with just one thought. See, that's what being persuaded is persuaded is not mental gymnastics. Persuaded is I am only filled with one thought. Why do we mean to be filled with just one thought? Why? Because James chapter one tells us, it says a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. See, we have to be filled with just one thought. Paul said, I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded. Paul saying, I'm only filled with just one thought. What was the thought that God is able to do that which I've committed unto him? Be persuaded, be filled with one thought in the season. Be filled with just one thought in this season. Be filled with my goodness. Be filled with my word. Be filled with my promises. Don't be filled with the thoughts of the world. Don't be filled with the thoughts of confusion, But be filled with one thought be filled with one thought be filled with the thought of my goodness. Be filled with the thought that supernatural increase is now. Be filled with supernatural increase and knowing that my supernatural increase will affect your mind. It will affect your emotions. It will affect your body. It will affect your finances and it will affect your future. Be filled with one thought. Be filled with one thought. Be persuaded. Being in faith is about being filled with one thought. Go to Psalm chapter 62. Psalm chapter 62. Hallelujah. And let's look at a, a heart that's filled with one thought. <clears throat> And how do we position ourselves in what's happening in our world around us today? Hallelujah. Verse 1 says in Psalm 62, he says, Truly my soul, you could say my mind, my will, and my emotions, truly my soul waits upon God. From him cometh my salvation. Now listen to this he only is my rock and my salvation he is my defense i shall not be greatly moved wow now think about that i shall not be greatly moved now we we do not deny the facts that are going on in our world today. We don't deny. We don't deny coronavirus. We don't deny, d- d- deny lack. We don't not deny businesses closing. We don't deny the things that we see in the natural. But what we have to, but we don't glorify those things either. What we have to do is we have to glorify truth. We have to lift up and declare truth. And what was this? What was the psalmist saying? He was declaring truth. He was declaring his truth. He was declaring his faith. He was declaring his one thought. What was he saying? He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense and what I shall not be greatly moved. See, when you can, when you know who your one rock is, you will not be moved. Yeah. When you know who your only salvation is, you will not be moved in what you're facing today. Why? Because he is the only answer. Verse three says, how long will you imagine mischief against a man? What does he mean? How long will you meditate on what's happening with man? It says, you shall be slain, all of you, as a, ba- as a, as a bowing wall shall be in a tottering fence. Meaning, if you're looking at all the things that are happening to man, you're going to be like a tottering fence. You're going you're gonna to be back and forth. But what does the psalmist tell us? Let's look at verse five. He says, my soul, wait thou only upon God. Meaning, everyone else is focusing on what's happening and imagining what's happening with man, but what I do, my soul, wait thou only upon God. Why? For my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense and I shall not be moved. He says again, I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. He I shall not be moved. You need to declare that over your life right now and say he only is my rock. He only is my salvation and I shall not be moved. Give him a shout of praise, Amen! Hallelujah! Thank you, Father. Then he says this: Trust in Him at all times. Actually, verse seven says, "In God is my salvation and my glory, my glory, my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge. My refuge is my refuge is in God. My refuge is in God. My refuge is in God. Is in God. See." That's what we have to understand that in where we're living at and what's going on in our world, we have to understand that our refuge is in God. Verse eight, trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Wow, hallelujah. He only is my rock. He only is my rock. God is a refuge for us I want you to know this morning or whenever you're watching this I want you to know that God is your refuge he only go to Psalms 91 and I know we've been seeing this scripture all over the place online and different scriptures but but I want to I want to tie this into we're declaring today Psalms 91 see' What is a refuge? A refuge is a place that you retreat to. A refuge is a place where you where you find rest. Refuge. Verse 1 of Psalms 91, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. He that dwelleth the word dwelleth there could also mean sit down. So the person that sits down in the secret place of the most high. I love that. It's most high. There's nothing higher than most high. There's nothing above most high. And you know what? And you have the ability to sit down in the secret place of the most high. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. He that sits down. Now, it's interesting. He sits down and remains. See, it's dwelleth. It's continual. Meaning you remain there. He that sits down and remains in the secret place, of the most high, what? Shall abide. So we have two words that are similar to the same, of the same in this chapter. We see dwelleth and we see abide. So he who sits down and remains in the secret place, Of the Most High shall abide. (coughs) Shall abide. The word abide means to live. He that sits down and remains in the secret place of the Most High shall live under the shadow of the Almighty. Wow. Now think about it. What is a shadow? A shadow... See, when you're in the shadow of something, it lets you know you're in the presence of something. You see, if I had the sun behind me and I had these lights behind me and I see my shadow out in front of me, why? Because I am in between me and the shadow, but if there was something else over here, and, and, and I saw a shadow over here. It would let me know that there's something there. I might not be able to see the physical structure. I might not be able to see the substance of it, but I see the shadow of it. And because I see the shadow of it, I know I'm in the presence of it. Hallelujah. So he that sits down and remains in the secret place of the most high shall live in the presence. Hallelujah. Of the almighty What is that word almighty El Shaddai meaning when I'm choosing to make him my refuge, I'm telling you, when you're choosing to make him your refuge, I'm telling you, you are putting yourself in the presence of him that does the impossible. Hallelujah. When you, when you make him your refuge in the midst of, of the difficulties that are going on in the world, I'm telling you, you're putting yourself, you're putting yourself in the presence of him that can do impossible things. You're, you're doing the one that can do all things. You're, you're putting yourself in the presence of, of the one that whom nothing is impossible. Why? Because he is El Shaddai. He is God almighty. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When you make him your only refuge You're putting yourself in his very presence. Hallelujah of the one that can do impossible things right now. You might not know how it's going to turn around right now. You might not know how it's going to turn out, but I'm telling you, when you make him your only refuge, thank you, father, you are put, you're setting yourself up for the one that can do impossible things to, to work on your behalf. Hallelujah. And it's interesting, this person that is sitting down, and this person that's living, that person says something. See, a person of faith is where it's in your heart and in your mouth. And what is this person of faith? See, a person of faith is the one that's sitting down in the secret place. It's the person that's living under the shadow of the Almighty. But what are they saying? It says, I will say of the Lord. What? He is my refuge, my fortress, what? And my God, in him will I trust. My God, in him will I trust. My God. See, it's a person. It's having faith. In a, it's in my God, in him will I trust. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Let faith grow in your heart today. Hallelujah. Let your, let your heart, let, let faith take root and be established in your heart today. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I believe, it's, I believe it's Psalms chapter 112, verse 7. It talks about, it's talking about the righteous. And I believe it says that the righteous shall not be afraid of evil tidings. See, the just shall live by faith, the righteous shall live by faith. It says in in Psalms 112, it says that the righteous person, they will not be afraid of evil tidings, but what they will trust in the Lord forever. Wow. See, we, because we're the righteous of God in Christ Jesus, we are not to fear of everything that's happening on around us. We're not to fear everything that's happening around us, but what we are to trust in him forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to Psalms 57. Psalms 57. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Psalms 57. Actually, I believe it's in chapter 112 of verse 7. I believe it says his heart is fixed. I believe it says his heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Not only the righteous, not afraid of evil tidings, but it says the heart is fixed. See, our heart needs to be fixed. Hallelujah. Unshaken, unmovable. Hallelujah. You're, about, you're, about to, you're about to shout and praise God right now. Amen. There, there, when I read this scripture, we read this last week and, and, and we read verse one, uh, but let's read verse one again and then we're going to get to verse two. Psalms 57, verse one, the Amplified. It says, be merciful and gracious to me, O God. Be merciful and gracious to me. For my soul takes refuge. Amen. And find shelter and confidence in you. See, we're seeing all these things work together. Confidence is trust, right? So it's trust, it's confidence, it's refuge. So my soul takes refuge and finds shelter and confidence in you. Yes, in the shadow of your wings. See, we see the word shadow again. What's a shadow? It's the presence. You're in the presence of something. So when we take refuge, we are under the presence of your wings. See, it's in your presence of your wings will I take refuge and be confident. Until, meaning I'm staying in this refuge, I'm I'm staying in this place until calamities and destructions and storms are past. Meaning I'm staying in this refuge until the calamities are past. And what is the word calamity? It means to be brought low. It means to, it means to come down. In, it means to come low in crops, come low in finances. It means to come low in opportunities. So I'm taking this refuge. I'm taking this position until the things that have brought me low until they pass. I'm telling you, that's a good place for us to say amen and say, you know, this is where we stay. This is where we fix our hearts. But then verse two says this, I will cry to God. See, see the person that's made that refuge. They cry. They say something. This word cry isn't begging. This word cry is declaring something. And what do they declare? I will cry to God most high. Now get this who performs on my behalf. And rewards me, who brings to pass his purpose for, for, for me and surely completes them. Hallelujah. This is a word that, that, that we need to get a hold of today. What does it say? It says, I will cry to God most high, who performs on my behalf and rewards me, who brings to pass his purpose for me and surely completes them. Hallelujah. So what do we do while we're taking, making him our refuge? What are we doing? We're saying that he will reward me. Hallelujah. And he will bring to pass his purpose for me and surely complete them. I want you to know, as you are standing in faith today, I want you to know that God is going to bring to pass this prophetic word in your life. I believe that God is still on the throne. He's on the throne of your life. He's on the throne of your finances. He's on the throne of this nation. And I believe that he is going to perform. He is going to bring about rewards and he's going to completely bring to pass his promises in your life. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, as you make him your refuge, I'm telling you the prophetic word. Hallelujah. That 2020, God is opening a new door and bringing about supernatural increase like never before. As we make him our refuge, hallelujah, it says he will bring to pass his purpose for me and surely complete it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just lift your hands and say, I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Say, I will see supernatural increase in my life. Hallelujah, that God completes things. Hallelujah, that God performs things on my behalf in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Go to to Isaiah 26. Hallelujah. Isaiah 26. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just believe hope is rising in your heart. I believe faith is being established in your heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's look at Isaiah 26. I'm going to read this in the Amplified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I read this, let's, let's go to chapter 25, verse 4. Look at this, it says, in the Amplified, it says, for you have been a stronghold for the poor, a stronghold for the needy in his distress, a shelter from the storm, a shade from the heat. For the, for the blast of the ruthless ones is like a rainstorm against a wall. Now I want you to see that in the midst of difficult things, I want you to know that God is the stronghold. See, God's not a stronghold as we talk about strongholds of sickness and disease. When we talk about stronghold here, meaning He is He is a place of refuge. Amen. Amen. Now let's look at down twenty verse chapter twenty six verse one. He says, in the amplified, it says, "In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah." Now it tells us uh, now it tells us this song. So now we're going to hear what's the song being sung. What is the song? We have a strong city. Hallelujah. That's the song. This song will in that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. What's the song? We have a strong city. Hallelujah. I mean we have a refuge. See, there's something we need to be singing today. There's something you need to be declaring today that I have a strong city. That I have a refuge. I have a place I can run to when everything is going and dark and gloomy in the world. I have a strong city. I have a place I can go. I have a place I can rest. I have a song to sing today. You have a song to sing today that you have a God that is a refuge in times of trouble. You have a God that is a refuge in the midst of storms. You have a God that's a refuge, a cloud in the midst of heat. Hallelujah. You have a song to sing. We have a strong city. And what's the song of the Lord sets up salvation as walls and bulwarks. What does that word walls mean? It means a fortified place. What does the word bulwarks mean? The word bulwark here is a ditch that's dug around the wall. So what is he saying? What is the song? We have a strong city. Not only that, that God is the one that surrounds me. And also God is the one that keeps any enemy coming near my walls. Not only do I have fortified walls, but I have a ditch around me as well. Hallelujah. And this is the song that we need to be singing today. In that day. What in what day? In days of difficulty, in the days of heat, in the days of distress. We the 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 people of God the, the the people of Judah, Hallelujah! And what is what is one of the you've heard me preach this before? If you've been here long enough, and I've talked about Judah, what does Judah mean? Judah means praise. Hallelujah! What was what was prophesied over over Judah? It said Judah would put his ne- put it put the hand of his neck on the enemies. So I'm telling you, it's that same thing. We have something to say. We have something to declare. And when we praise God in the midst of our storms, we put our hand on the neck of our enemy. Hallelujah. We have a strong city. The Lord sets some salvation as walls and bulwarks. Then verse two says this in the Amplified. Now get this, open the gates that the righteous nation, now get this, the nation which keeps her faith and her truth may enter in. Amen. Amen. So as you sing this song, what is he saying? Open the gates that the righteous nation, who's the righteous nation? It's you and I. That we may enter in. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Open the gates that the righteous nation, which keeps her faith and her truth may enter in. How it may keep her faith. See, don't let go of your faith. Halle, be like the apostle Paul. I know in whom I have believed. Hallelujah. Verse three, you will guard him. You will guard him and keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind, both inclination and its character is stayed on you. Because he commits himself to you, listens to you, hopes confidently in you, in, the, in you. So trust ye in the Lord, commit yourself to him, lean on him, hope confidently in him forever, for the Lord your God is an everlasting rock. Man, the righteous ones will keep their faith and enter in. And what, you will guard him and keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. What are you looking at? Jesus said, hearts are failing because of people looking at the things that are coming on the earth. Let me ask you, what are you looking at? The scripture says here, keep your mind stayed on thee. Trust in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Keep your mind stayed on him. Keep your mind stayed on him. Let me close with this. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter one. Keep your mind stayed on faith. Now let's look at the Apostle Paul and let's look at his life of faith as we close out our transition for we take communion. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul had been through a lot of great difficulties. And we see in verse 8, and I'll read this in the King James Second Corinthians chapter one, verse eight, it says, for we would not brethren have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia. So we know he faced trouble. And it says that we were pressed out of measure. We were above strength in so much that we despaired even of life. Man, he's having a bad day. He's, he's going, he despaired even of life. See, once again, remember, we don't deny that negative things happen. We don't deny what's happening in our world today. But as believers, we have to position ourselves in the right thing. But in verse nine, he says this. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raises the dead. Now, think about this. Even though he was going through difficult things and challenging times, he said, I despaired even of life. Now, in the King James it uses the word sentence, but I have a little letter next to the word sentence in my Bible. And you look this up in the Hebrew, the word isn't sentence. So when We look at sentence. We look at like a judgment placed against you, but the actual, I believe, and this is what I see it. If you look this up in the word in the Greek and the word sentence there means answer. So Paul wasn't saying I've been sentenced to death. Paul was saying, and I had the answer to death. Meaning I have the answer. I despaired even of life, but even though I'm despairing of life, I've got the answer on the inside of me that's going to get me through. He says, but we had the answer of death in ourselves. That we should not trust in ourselves. He had the answer on the inside of him. And that answer on the the inside of him did what? That he would not trust in himself, but in God, which raises the dead. That he wasn't going to trust in himself, but he was going to trust in the one that could do impossible things. See, raising the dead is something that's impossible. And so he says, I have the answer of death on the inside of me. So that I wouldn't trust in myself but I trust in him that raises the dead. Verse 10, who delivered us from so to death and does deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. So I wanna encourage you today, place your faith in him. Realize the greater one is on the inside of you. Realize that we have to trust in him that can raise the dead. Realize that that Paul was saying that that he is saying he delivered us from death. He does deliver. I love that the apostle Paul said he delivered us. Then he's going to deliver me now and he will yet deliver me. I, I don't know what you're facing today and what's going on in your life. But I want you to know that he delivered you before. He will deliver you right now and he will yet deliver you. Our, our thing is, is we have to continue to place our trust in him. Why? Because he is our refuge and he is a source of our peace. Father, we thank you for your word today and we thank you for the strength that it gives, the peace that it gives, the encouragement that it brings. Father, and I thank you that we hold to your word today, not moving to the left hand or the right. And I thank you that we see you high and lifted up in our lives. We see you as the author and the finisher of our faith. We see you as our only, that we are persuaded that you only are our refuge. And it's you we trust in. And I thank you that you are performing And bring into completion your promises in our lives. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want us to take communion over what's going on in our world, what's going on in our lives. And there's so many things I could say about communion and what communion represents. It represents our redemption. It represents our healing. It represents our wholeness. But today, as we take communion, I I want it as a point of contact that we are one. We are looking to Him. We're looking to Him. Remember, we're not looking at what's what's coming on in our world, but we're looking to Him because our redemption draws near. As we take communion, we're. We're putting to practice Isaiah 26. It says, perfect peace. Perfect peace. It says, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. As we take communion, we're placing our mind on him. Thank you, Father. Annette, will you come up here with me? Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is sufficient. His body was beaten for you, bruised for you. Chastisement our peace was upon him. And with those stripes, we were made whole. So as we take communion, receive your healing today. As we take communion today, receive your peace today. We take communion. I'm taking communion also over this community. Yes. Taking communion over our children. Taking I'm taking communion over you. Amen. I'm taking taking communion just because it's a it's a position we place ourselves. We're coming to the communion table. It's a place. Right. right. Thank, you, thank you, Father. Yes. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you, Father. For your body that was broken for us. I thank you that you are our Passover lamb and you fulfilled being our Passover lamb. And we thank you for the freedom that this communion table represents. So as we take communion within our hearts, we're saying we know in whom we have believed and we are persuaded and we're filled with just one thought that you are able to perform and bring to pass your word in our lives. So we lift up your body. Remember it says, perfect peace have they who keep our minds stayed on him. And Jesus said, as often as as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. That's thinking about. That's meditating upon. So as we take of his body, we receive perfect peace. And we take of his body in Jesus' name. And, Father, we thank you for the blood that cleanses us and makes us new. Amen. We thank you, Father, that we live under a new covenant that's established upon better promises. God. So, Father, we rest in total redemption. We rest and we focus on you today. And as we focus on you, I thank you. We receive perfect peace. Yes. So, Father, we thank you for the blood. And Jesus, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. So we take of His blood. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, praise you. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Just lift your hands and worship Him. Lift your hands and worship Him. Praise you, Lord. Oh, and receive the peace that comes from Him. peace. The Lord is our refuge and he is our source yes. of peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Declare the peace of God to fill your home, fill your thinking, yes. Thank you. fill every part of your being. Yes. Just like Paul, you would know that he did deliver He does deliver and he will yet deliver. So we rejoice in your promises and we rejoice in the fulfillment of the prophetic word in our lives. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Give him a shout of praise if you receive that today. Thank you, Father. Thank you.